The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour with your hosts, Joe Bond. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. Right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, Mr. AJ Abagarth, aka Googly Bear. What's up, man? Little backstory. Had a uh, Googly Bear T-shirt on over the weekend that got posted on Facebook, and I told him I was going to make fun of you pretty hard about that on your show. Your, your wife, your wife liked that idea, so That's I had to right. go with it. <laughs> well, she had a Schmoopsy Poo shirt that she was oh, supposed okay. to wear, and. Um, <laughs> She didn't like the way it fit, so she didn't wear it, and I wore mine, so it looked really weird because I was like googly beer. Yeah, googly beer is what I turned into. Um, (laughs) Googly bear, uh, you know, stag night. I I, I don't know. I don't know. It was uh, (laughs) whatever. It it was fun, though. It was a good party. It's, It's all good, man. Uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about the NFC East, uh, first NFC division preview that we're doing, and uh, we've got guest Steph Smalls with us to to, uh, to lead that with us. Uh, before we begin, though, just want to remind everybody, follow us, subscribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, you name it, we're there. So uh, go ahead and, and hit that button to, to give us those uh, those likes and subscribes. We, we appreciate it. Um Without further ado, let's bring in our guest of the hour, Steph Smalls, uh, contributor for FTN and uh, host of Small Talk with uh, none other than yourself. How's it going tonight? It's good. How are you guys doing? I'm very excited to be on. It was a hectic day, so finally I had to miss my earlier show, but I'm happy to finally talk some football. Not that I really want to talk about the <laughs> East, but that's besides Of course point. you do. <laughs> do I? I don't know. <laughs> Know if I actually do. It was a long day with the Giants news. I don't know. I had a minor freak out on Twitter. Everybody uh, freaking out the Saquon's on the pup. Like, no, duh, guys. He'll be fine. Guys, it's okay. We all knew. If you didn't know that, that means that you're hurting your own feelings, is all. (laughs) Exactly. You know? (laughs) Really, you don't listen to anything or read anything about injuries. He was never supposed to, like that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lots of guys coming off injuries like that start the preseason of the pop so they don't re-injure themselves in preseason, mm-hmm. and then they're fine come week one. So it'll be fine. Anyway, um, let's do our uh, our beer of the week before we jump into things here. Mm, beer. All right, Steph, what do you have for us tonight? Are you guys impressed I have a beer? That, yeah, like, dude, actually, yeah. Like, I just expected. Not, I mean, claw. I have a claw as a backup, <laughs> but like, I actually have a beer for once. It's from a Connecticut brewery. It's a workhorse, which is kind of on brand for NFC East, if like uh, I can start the team. And where's it from again? My mom picked it up. Counterweight <laughs> is the brewery. We'll see. All right. Let's see how Ooh, it is. Fizzy. <laughs> Very busy. You shake that one up I, first. I might, have yeah. I might have to give it a second. I might have to give it a second before we got it. Try this out here because it's like about to explode. So. <laughs> All right. Well, then, AJ, uh, what you got for us? All right. I am uh, 
Drinking a Three Floyds Cheer Team Ale, uh, double IPA from friends of, of mine, I guess I can call them. I, I don't know. Uh, sure. Uh, a brewery out in Indiana. Uh, pretty much everything I've had from there is delicious, and this is uh, no different. Nice. Uh, so I am drinking an other half brewery, super dense. It's an Imperial IPA. Um, I actually visited the local other half. It's a New York brewery, but they opened up one in D.C. I went there this past weekend. Um, I was kid and wife free, so I took advantage of that and uh, went down there into D.C. And uh, I picked up a whole bunch from there. And, and this one, uh, this one is one of the ones I had there. And uh, I gave it a four and a half on on top. This was by far the best one I had of the day at their brewery. And uh, yeah, it was very, very good. So cheers, everyone. All right. Cheers. cheers. Thanks for having me on. Very excited. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, so, talking to NFC East, but we have to talk about Cam Akers, the unfortunate news. Um, first big injury of the year, and Cam Akers is done. Achilles injury, got a feel for him. It's a tough injury to come back from. What do, what do you think about this stuff? Like, I mean, Henderson obviously is the guy for now until they possibly sign somebody or, or whatever. Like, even if they do, I feel like he's still going to be the guy. But, like, what's his actual value right now? Like, where are you taking him in drafts? I don't know. I haven't. So, it's funny because I feel like you don't – when you start drafting, it's other than what you hear from, like, the echo chamber and what you when you, get, you get into it. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm taking him. Um, I think that Henderson, though, he should have no problem there. I think that the O-line is strong. You have a stronger quarterback scenario. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that he can't be RB1. But are you taking him ahead of some other guys? I don't know about that. I feel so bad for Akers is the thing. It's horrific. Because you see it historically, like, he's not going to come back as explosive. No. Just, like, it would be nearly, like, you would be just absolutely ignoring how history presents itself when it comes to these injuries in running backs. There's, so like, it's such not a even shame just that. It's, like, anybody. <laughs> like, no, yeah, exactly. And But even the running backs are even more, like, maybe you can get a, like, uh, a nice case out of a few guys, but the running backs, it's, it's so hard with that position. I, I feel bad for him. He's so young too. He's yeah. 22, so, right. Yeah. I have him on my dynasty team. And as soon as the injury happened, I was like, anybody want to stash, uh, <laughs> st- stash acres. And everybody's like, it's just crickets. And I was like, damn, my league's too smart. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I so- got dragged for it. Cause I, you know, I talked to all my, uh, all my crap to uh, someone who won my leagues. I got, I traded uh, Swift and like, I forget who the other two guys were. It was a fantastic value. Like Twitter was dragging this guy when we ended up doing the trade. Oh, trust me. He came back to tell me like, are you still happy he did the acre trade? Like, come on. Well, it's not my fault. I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, so value for Henderson, like, I'm trying to figure out like where to put him in running back ranking. Right now, I still have him pretty low, just because I kind of think LA is going to sign somebody, and that's just kind of my feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, do you put him in there with like Miles Sanders in like the late teens, or do you go into the twenties where he's going with like Gordon or Davis or Edmonds or Hunt or in that kind of range? I I think he's probably like being like not to give a very like neutral answer. I actually feel like he's somewhere in between the two. Um, because I still probably would go ahead and take uh, Henderson before I'm going to take Edmonds or Connor or Moss or one of those guys. 
but I don't know that I'm, and I'm not as high on Sanders um, as everyone else is. I think I'm still taking him in between like maybe those two situations. Jay, what about you, man? Yeah, I would, I would look at, I don't know. It's just, it's random to me because I had a guy in a league a couple years ago, just totally pumping Daryl Henderson up before Akers was even there. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. dude, just stop. Just go away. Like, I'm not trading you George Kittle for for Henderson. Like, I, I don't care where you have him ranked. Um, I'm not a moron. So go away. Uh, yeah. But, sure. I, I mean, he does have some talent. I, I think uh, it, it's definitely a shame for Akers. I don't own him anywhere, and I'm okay with that. Um, obviously, now I'm, I'm much more okay with it. Uh, but I, I just wasn't buying into him yet. Um, I needed to see a little bit more out of him. I, I do like the upside of the offense with um, with Stafford being there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, Stafford's never really been much for using his running back anyway. So I, I don't know if Henderson really has that much more value coming in than than he really did i mean aside from the injury and getting starter reps uh you know from from what we know at this point i'm just still not like going out and being like oh god i gotta have henderson now yeah i feel like his his value right now is off the charts and like honestly if you if you have in dynasty i think you're you're trading him right now for whatever you can get like i've seen Mm -hmm. first rounders go for for henderson which is absolutely insane so crazy Um, But I mean, like, uh, arguably, like Henderson had a better season than Akers last year. Akers has finished super strong, mm-hmm. and like we all thought he was a guy. We saw the talent he had, especially in the playoffs, and um, and so like that's why he was so hyped up. I just, you know, we've seen this from Henderson. He has bursts where he's good. I just don't know if he can be the guy long term. And I think I still think they're gonna bring in somebody else because if you look at who is behind him, I mean, it's like Xavier Jones and like. I don't even know who else, like a bunch of guys. <laughs> like I literally didn't know who anybody yeah. else was on the Rams backfield until I had to look it up because of Akers' injury. <laughs> so I almost that's feel like that. I like him better in like redraft than I do in Dynasty. Like I feel like maybe he's going to get like a ton of volume. Maybe I, we'll have to see how it plays out, but I'm not trusting on him to be someone that I want Dynasty-wise. Yeah, me you know? <clears throat> yeah I think he's a, a one-year – a one-year guy in dynasty and like you know i actually wouldn't be surprised if the rams don't go try to draft somebody next year knowing how bad how hard it is to come back from achilles injuries for these guys so anyway let's get into the nfc east here and we like to start stuff with a a non-fantasy question uh just nfc east football question here and you know we know washington football team won this division last season won this division last season it was bad um you're welcome look dave david i was actually like not that i'm a big fan anymore but i was pissed that they actually won the division i was like no we don't want to win the division we're gonna go play tampa just smashed and we did um but anyway so but look they we know the defense is legit They've improved the offense by bringing in Fitzpatrick. Say what you want to say about him. He's a much better quarterback than anything they had mm-hmm. last year. Brought in Curtis Samuel. Antonio Gibson's going to have another year under his belt. So, you know, I think are they the are they the favorite to win in your mind? Or could Dallas, now that they're getting Dak back, are they a real contender? 
So here's the thing. No one has won. No one has repeated winning the NFC East since I think 2004, if I'm not incorrect. Um, it's been a while. It's very unlikely that this happens. It's just that's what the stats say. That's what history yep. says. It's been a very long time. And I listen. I've been saying it for a while, and uh, I. <laughs> I really think Fitz was a bad move there. I think from a from a and if not talking fantasy, I think talking just from from a team NFL perspective, I really think the best move they could have done was try to move up in that draft and get their guy because you have a team that's literally ready. I mean, we're talking about one of the best rosters in the entire league. It's 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 well rounded. Um, there's not that many gaping holes, but if you had brought in someone that maybe can play a full 17 games and you can develop, uh, <laughs> I don't think Fitz is finishing 17 games. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't believe that. Uh, I like him as, uh, you know, having him, um, even, I know I'm bringing up uh, Dynasty and redraft and fancy again, but I like him as like an option because I think in the beginning of the season, it's going to be great. And that's going to be the gold mine we all talk about. But it would be shocking to me if this guy finishes all 17 games. And I think that's going to hurt them because I see him going out towards the end of the season. And that's when this roster starts getting a little bit tricky. And that's when you see a lot of divisional grades for, uh, games for them. So I think that's what's going to end up plaguing them. So I think Dallas could. Dallas's biggest problem is that defense. They have no depth there. One guy goes down and it's going to start turning into a disaster. Um, so uh, they really have to make sure that they keep that defense healthy if they want to keep up with everyone. Yeah, AJ, any any thoughts there? Like, do the Eagles have an outside chance in your mind to do it, or they just kinda... sure? Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, nobody's repeated, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just uh, got a text from uh, who was it? I, a buddy of mine sent a tweet or something from Howard Eskin, who's like the the Eagles insider, and he's kind of a mm-hmm. fucking turd, but. Um, he was claiming that they uh, they were gonna trade for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, I've I've seen that lately. Yeah, and, I've heard a lot I mean, of rumors. There was talk about that a while ago when when the whole Watson mm-hmm. needs to be traded came up initially. But are are they gonna take Hertz out now and or, or trade Hertz for Watson? I think if I think that would Houston, be I think if I think if Houston trades Watson, they have to require that Hertz is part of the package. Like I don't. See I think how. they would too. I mean, and, and I I wouldn't blame them for that. But I, I mean, the Eagles have made enough dumbass moves in the recent years that they don't need another one. I mean, we'll, we'll uh, they get can't, into- They can't double down on drafting Hertz in the second, claiming he's not the heir apparent. You know that that we're going to use him in a Taysom Hill fashion, and then never did that. Let him take over for Wentz, which goes against everything they said. And now say, oh yeah, he's the starter, and then trade him. Oh fuck, they're trading him. They're going to trade him. I know it. <laughs> Hey, I mean, if you're getting Watson back, like, hey, you're though. gonna be happy as long as he plays. It, it is. <laughs> I mean, I Howie Rosman is a jackass. I don't know if he knows what he's doing anymore. Um, I don't know how that happened. Uh, if did if he, he ever? Was... <laughs> sorry, it was I that feel that the NFC is love in this so room sorry. right now. We got sorry. the hate from the Giants from Steph. We got sorry. the hate from the Eagles with with AJ. <laughs> I hate on the Washington football team. Yeah, but all I we need is a Cowboys fan. Theory. We all hate the Cowboys, so that's no, fine. We don't. No one needs a Cowboys fan. Like, we I all hate the Cowboys. I think I've I've said this before, but I was at an Eagles game and they were playing 
the Cardinals or somebody, and, and there was mm-hmm. a fan wearing a Dallas jersey just to piss people off, and he eventually got kicked out uh, like a quarter <laughs> into the game. They're like, dude, just – you're gonna die like you're not yeah, gonna at, make it at out of your philly life. that's a bold move man i would yeah. not wear the other team's jersey in philly no, no way i wouldn't even go to a team in dallas I wouldn't either. Jersey, and we weren't even playing dallas it's like that's, that's a bold that's a bold you, move that's like I, you're I mean, asking for trouble there yeah, yeah that's like wearing a yankees jersey to an orioles game when they're playing tampa bay or it happens all the time what are you talking about nobody cares because the orioles suck (laughs) nobody cares because it's baseball but football fans are not baseball fans like there's like nfc east fans are not normal yeah exactly i had had a philly i had an eagles fan some girl like walked by she's drunk as a skunk walked behind me in the stands she like spilled her beard down my back and then looked at me and was like aren't you gonna buy me another one i'm hot i was like what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You just spilled your beer on me. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I hate Eagles You'd be a lot hotter if you could actually drink your beer instead of spilling it. No. You know what's hot? Uh, it's tolerating your alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's hot? Not being an Eagles fan. Oh. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know. Anyway, so... I went to college with McFoles. I he I just ordered his Christmas uh, for my dude. office, so I can't. I literally will never get rid of that. That we literally went to college together. I love that guy. That's cool. He's, so that's why I put the Eagles ahead of. I can be okay with you guys. <laughs> Uh, so real quick, my, my thoughts on this division is I think it's Washington's to to lose. Uh, I think they've got the defense. They got the best defense in the in in the division by far, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of can Fist just not be an idiot and throw like five interceptions before the first quarter ends, like four yeah. times a year. That's what's gonna hurt. That's what hurts him every year. You know. You know. We know he's a gunslinger. So like, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what the offense is gonna look like with him, and we'll get into that. But. Uh, yeah, it's just a matter of uh, would the Eagles really go with Joe Flacco? Seems like Watson will get suspended through the NFL at the very least. Flacco. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess he is their backup, isn't he? Didn't they sign Mullins, too, though? They did, yeah. Wrong? They did, yeah. right? And Mullins mm-hmm. is a great backup quarterback, to be honest. Like, I feel like he gets a lot of, like, hate, but he cares about the right, 49ers. That's right, No. <laughs> Represent, thank Oh, man. All right, let's move on to the questions here. So first thing, we'll do some quarterbacks, and uh, we do some go through the ADP real quick here. So we got Dak Prescott at 5, Hertz at 9, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick down at 19, and uh, Daniel Jones at 21. Um, starting off here with Dallas, you know, Dak is still really getting drafted high. Like, he went QB two or three and most got fish bowls. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he's still number five according to, to the ADP on fantasy pros. Um, I mean, he had that horrific injury last year. I mean, like, are we ranking him too high considering that injury he had, or are you buying in on this? Is it my turn? To say yeah, Steph, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I put my point. I never know. I never want to interrupt because I do the <laughs> regular. Um, I think that again, like it, he seems to be doing fantastic. His rehab is going better than expected. Um, so I'm going to trust the fact, and this is something that not everyone does, like the NFL and the amount of money that they have to be able to rehab these guys is not the same as if 
like you or I were to go and break our, our leg and go get rehab. Like it's a very different scenario. They're also extreme athletes. I don't think that he's going too high. I mean, I'm personally not taking, I think I have him like cute. I still have him in my top five though. I, I have to admit he played like five games and had 2000 parts. Like he, he was dude is so year. good at football. Uh, yeah. There's no way that you can pass him. If you, I think it's foolish to pass on him, especially because of the offense that they have. They have a lot of the, you know, the O-line is going to be better next year. I think that you're going to see this offense be so fast-paced. The thing that's going to kill them is this defense. But uh, I'm that's okay with Dak gonna help being Dak, honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's only going to help. They're still going to have to right? air it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why yeah, like, I... teams like, you know, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Falcons, teams that don't have a good defense, that's fine because they have a great offense. I don't really yeah. care. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not here to try to predict NFL games, win losses, and, and care about that. I'm here to try to predict mm-hmm. who's going to do well in fantasy. And uh, yeah, exactly. Dak's going to be awesome. I've got him QB four behind uh, Mahomes, mm-hmm. Allen, and Murray right now. So I, I'm I'm all in on him. So yeah. AJ, any I, difference? I mean, I Dak did have an amazing start, but again, it just goes back because their defense was so bad last year. He had to throw the ball so much, and you know, and then he got injured. So who knows how his season would have ended last year if he did not get injured? Maybe this year it turns out to be that if he's not, uh, you know, not dealing with any nagging, you know, uh, whatever after effects, whatever you want to call them. So it is, it is a bit scary, but. Hey, uh, you know, whoever's playing him just has to put up one more point, one and I think 30 it, yard, one thirty yard extra point, you know, right. whatever. That's, I think that's it's like there. devil's advocate a little bit too, that if the offense has to be on, if the, if the offense has to be on the field more, you're also putting these players at risk a little bit more. So we better hope to God for Dak and for this entire offense that that O-line is going to be improved the way that the media is telling us it's going to be improved because you have guys coming back and whatever is happening because they're going to be on the field a lot because that defense is not good. I don't care who they – I don't care what they did in the offseason. It's it's improved, but it's improving from nothing, basically, in my opinion. So uh, that makes me a little nervous. So they better keep Dak – I love watching Dak play, though, so – and I, I need him to do well on fantasy, so. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to uh, a new face with the uh, same beard in a new town. Is Mr. Fitz underrated because of all the weapons that he has now in Washington? Arguably the best weapons he's had in his entire career. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably. think about where he's been. It's been bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, would, I think this yeah. might be one of the better teams he's right. Like, yeah, this is easily the best team he's been on. Like, right? I, mean, Miami yeah, I was going to say Buffalo that. I don't want to be the first like, to say it because I'll get ripped. For terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But can Jets. he play this many games? He hasn't played sixteen games since two thousand fifteen. Uh, I think he played the next year fifteen, so that is a little bit of a dramatic step. But it's like he also has to play seventeen now. And mm. let's just not forget the fact that this dude is still second half quarterback. Uh, we say gunslinger or whatever it is, he does that later on in the game, and he's usually more of a savior guy. So for him yeah. to be expected to play four quarters for 17 games, <laughs> seems at 38 years old. I, I don't think it's ever really been like an injury problem for him, right? It's just no. he just gets he yanked. Just gets <laughs> he just gets pulled or, because yeah. he has so many... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I mean, he'll, true. He'll make bad decisions, and he'll, he'll throw some 
terrible passes and get mm-hmm. picks and whatever. So I, um, that's true. Tampa yeah, had was, a good weapon. Tampa was I, I kind of forgot about that one to be honest. I did forget about that also. Yeah, I was confusing. But it they with play Brad a lot Johnson, of hard though, defenses like, no. too. So. <laughs> I think he'll be good no matter what. I think anyone that has Fitz should be preparing for, like, to ha- you should have some kind of backup plan for Fitz. Like, he's going to definitely crush it. And he might crush it. He might prove, like, everyone wrong and play the 17 games. But th- if you don't have a backup plan and, like, you're relying on, like, Andrew Locke or something, like, at oh. the end of the season, that's going to be an issue, you know? It, <laughs> yeah, Fitz is one of those guys, like, he's – He's a streaming quarterback still, in my opinion. And like yeah. he'll get picked up, and someone's going to use him for a couple of weeks, and then he's going to have that five interception game and just kill him, and he's going to get dropped for the next guy. And then he'll have a good game, and he'll get picked up again because yeah. that's just how it works with him. You know, I you know i I think he's I think he's going about where he should be going. Honestly, um, there's really not much else to say about Fitzpatrick. We kind of know what he is at this point. Um, moving on though to. The Eagles, uh, you know, the big question with Jalen Hurts, if he actually is the quarterback, assuming all these rumors don't go through, is uh, can Jalen Hurts actually be a consistent fantasy QB? We know he's got the legs, and so that helps him a lot, but he was not an accurate passer last year at all. So, like, how much can he be consistent just based off his legs? Should we let the Eagles fan go first? Yeah, I mean, fine. No, no. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, I think that, yeah, no. yo, you go, please. I would love to uh, hear you first. Consistent, no it, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I'm very jaded by the first right now, so um, I think he can be as long as the offensive line stays healthy for once. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I've said it time and time again. Wentz had a bunch of horrendous throws last year they were way off target and whatever but he was also you know at a detriment because the o-line was so banged up Mm -hmm. all the time um when that o-line is healthy they're one of the best in the league or they they have been you know statistically and and in recent years um so i think that's going to play into it a lot but yeah, I, I mean, I still think Hertz has, you know, some some growing pains to go through. Um, I do think he's a talented quarterback. I love Devonta Smith being there. I think that's going to help him <laughs> a lot. Um, right. You know, Ertz. It sounds like again from Howard Eskin, you know, the the all knowing <clears throat> purveyor of Eagles knowledge. Uh, that Ertz has been practicing with the team for the last couple of weeks at the facilities. Um, you know, it sounds like he's going to start the season with the team, whether or not he still gets traded remains to be seen. Um, but I think that it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And I, I really hope that because so many people are just already shitting on the Eagles that they just look at it like, you know what? Okay. We may suck, but let's go into it. Let's have fun and let's just see what happens and not yeah. have like this huge pressure of we got to go Super Bowl. Up. Like, yeah, no, you also are you're in, in one of the best draft capital like situations for next year. And I think people forget that like the Eagles are going to be laughing at us at some point because of the way that you guys have at least that's the only credit that I'll give the front office the way that they have at least yeah. like 
like stocked up on draft capital. Um, and I also think that's why we're going to see the NFC East stop getting called the NFC least. Cause again, even the giants, like we can all joke around. They still have 10 picks next year. Like that yeah. doesn't, I don't give a shit if they win six games. Like it doesn't matter because they're still have all the draft capital in the world. But I think that Jalen Hurts is just in a bad situation because of the front office almost even more than the roster. Like I was just pulling it up because I totally forgot what the depth chart looked like over there. But Jalen Hurts, I just think, you know, this Konami code thing, by the way, is turning into my pet peeve. Um, he played four games, so I literally don't – I don't care. and I don't want to hear that word because you have not seen anything out of him. Um, I think that Smith definitely gives him an upside, and I still like this offense. But again, like you said, everyone has to stay healthy – um, and he has a lot to overcome because I was kind of annoyed by the Mullins signing too, because you already brought on Falco and now you're bringing on just like another backup. It just feels very eagerly like they're going to pull Hertz out of the game, like put a guy in if he doesn't yeah. do well. And I'll hate that because I like Hertz. I think he has, he has potential. I just don't, th- I think he's going a little too high in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's yeah. all everybody's just so enamored with the running quarterbacks, and I get it because it gives them a, a like a much mm-hmm. higher floor. Um, but sure. with, with Hertz, kind of scares me. He's a guy that I'm not really targeting in my drafts. Like I, I kind of I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just playing it too safe. But like uh, where he's yeah. going, I don't want him. I have him ranked that high because I think the floor mm-hmm. is there, um, and mm-hmm. he's gonna have those monster games because of his legs. Huge. And so, like, maybe at the end of the season, he'll be QB 8 or 9 or whatever it is. But he's going to have weeks where he's just – he destroys you. Because if he doesn't yeah. get those rushing stats, like, I don't think he's mm-hmm. got the arm. And he doesn't have the wide receiver weapons, in my opinion, to be able to carry you those weeks. He can't, you know, rush for 100 yards and a touchdown or whatever it has to be. Yeah. So I mean, that's it, my it's... only issue with him, which is why I don't think he can be consistent. It can't only be Smith. I mean, that that's the thing. Like Rager needs I mean, to Rager, step up. Um, you know, the tight end needs to Goddard and do anything. Is still there. So because you know what happens when you rely on only one guy? Uh, you enter into my use and abuse clause, and yeah. then you get hurt. Um, and I hate that. So I'm hoping that they at least, you know, and Goddard. I have to see a little bit more out of Goddard. He's another one that I think maybe is getting. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think he's getting a lot of hype, and he's had good games um, for sure. But Ertz, you know, Ertz was the guy, and mm-hmm. I, to me, he still is um, until Goddard proves it. You know, um, yeah, but for sure, you know, a couple of games here and there isn't isn't going to make and break you. So no. So moving on to the Giants, yep. got Mister Danny Dimes here. Do we think he's able to take that next step um, that we expected last year and maybe make it to the end zone without fumbling first <laughs> oh, on a 90-some yard run? Okay, no, so I'll just add. It's the score, only thing I have. So. Did we score? Did we score, though? It was a scoring drive. So that's I don't even guess. remember, to be I, honest. So that but that was probably one of the – I don't it know. It was a scoring I, drive. He put them in Made position field and then goal? I forget who got it. I want to say Chef- <laughs> no, they scored. Okay. I don't remember. I, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I mean, he didn't trip it out of ten, pass, but might have been Slayton's like He's only too touchdown. Ask for his own good, Slayton. So, please don't. Please excuse me. It's been a long Giants day. Like I don't need Darius Slayton drama right now. Um, first one come down. So that person is now you know coming out. Uh, 
to be apparently now is a back thing going on. If Matt Bird does not play, this team is going to blow it, and the Eagles will probably even pass them in the division. That's really how strongly I feel. I think this O-line is going to – that is going to dictate a lot of the success of this entire team, including Jason Barry. He's a part of it. Those two things are my biggest concern. I think they went out. They did a very good job. You know, you want to highlight what Daniel Jones is great at. He's a great deep ball passer. Yes. Um, you can argue that it's a small sample size, and that's fine. But bottom line is he's good at the deep ball uh, pass, right? So you bring in Kenny Galladay. You brought in John Ross. You still have Dante Pettis, who you for, people forget that they brought on. You have Sterling and Sleep. This is the most depth that's been on this offense since way before even OBJ was there. Uh, they haven't had you know a wide receiver one in so long. He's never even played with a wide receiver one, and he's only played with Saquon for 11 of his 26 starts. So I think everyone's a little hard on Daniel Jones. I think he really walked into such a shitty situation, uh, given, like, Eli is gone. You have a coaching staff, two Saquon, and you have no wide receiver one. Ingram is incompetent, Slayton is incompetent, and you have a brand new O-line, right? So I think we haven't quite seen totally what he's capable of. We saw Flashes as a rookie. Um, I think that Daniel Jones is definitely, you know, I I took him a couple weeks in the 17th round. Like, now you guys are being ridiculous. Like, there's a rushing upside here uh, yeah. that if everything works yards out, last year. It's solid. I don't see – I don't I think we'll be just fine. Um, but then also, I'm going to root for him because he's obviously my team's quarterback, and we have the draft capital. If, like, God forbid something happens, we still have 10 uh, picks next year. So – I think he's going to be okay, though. I, I think he really, like, even watching the film and watching it as it progressed towards the end of the year, like, he totally, he started protecting the ball. And you can see, even them losing, and it's the Ravens game that I watch all the time, film on, is, like, he started fixing his footwork, even. Like, he was starting to go through his progressions better. Um, he wasn't making as dumb of He really needs to protect the ball, and there's going to be no excuses for him. So I think he's going to do well. I think he will finish yeah. if – as long as you know this O line, just I, if no one else heard ever all this news was today, um, I think he can easily finish within the top twenty. I don't know why that's outside of his realm. No, I I I think it's solid. I, I look. I mean, it, it's hard to. <laughs> It's easy to hate on on Dana Jones, you know, but I mean, you you easy. mentioned the rushing upside. I mean, four hundred twenty three yards and a touchdown should have been four hundred and you know thirty and a, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, but you know we'll we'll let that pass. Um, but but yeah, I mean, the, Ingram. <laughs> we, Ingram uh, just needs to stop getting targets. I Ingram, hate Ingram. Yeah. right? I, I can't. I can't Ingram. do it. I just I can't. But I you, can't do it. You mentioned the deep ball, and and I'll admit I did the. Um, I did the Giants preview on Fancy Six Pack. Um, it was the only one I, I, I had to write, um, and I did this and and I and I looked at the stats and was actually pretty surprised because I was wondering like how do Galladay and Jones fit? Like how is this going to work? Because everybody's like, oh, this is a total downgrade for Galladay from from Stafford. I mean, you can you can argue how? yes, but at the same time, like he had the mm-hmm. sixth. Jones had the sixth best. Uh, deep ball completion percentage and behind Mullins Fitz, Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, shockingly, uh, Deshaun Watson what? and Baker Mayfield. I know, right? <laughs> um, what did he throw one and somehow he was also 20, like, 26? But Jones yeah. was also like yeah. one of the most, uh, and FTN just came out with uh, their new like data and stats, and one of them is like about uh, whatever getting pressured. And he on dropbacks, Bill Jones pressured like 
over 50% of the time. Like the guy has never had a chance to even be in the pocket and be good. Like I feel like he just gets screwed all the time. And also people forget Eli Manning sucked the first three years. Like he sucked. He was not good at all. Like people would boo him out. He reminds me very much of Eli. This is so classic. But I actually think Daniel Jones, and I love Eli to death, I think Daniel Jones, like his ceiling is better than Eli Manning's. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I feel strongly about that. I do. <laughs> maybe, maybe fantasy wise, I don't know if you're winning Super Bowls oh, with, no, uh, with yeah. Daniel Jones, no, but yeah. uh, okay, that's fair. it was yeah. But yeah, I still think that Daniel Jones is a solid quarterback. I think he's going to be a you know he's going to get picked up, streamable pickup, you know, mm-hmm. um, for sure. And especially you know when he has that you know those one or two big games with Galladay and you know the rest of the. The rest of the receiving core isn't jump change. Like they're pretty solid. Uh, let's not forget that. So I, I like the possibility of the upside, but we need to see more touchdowns and yeah. a better touchdown to interception ratio before I can really buy in. Like it needs to go back to what it was it. his rookie season. So Ingram needs less targets, man. Like <laughs> we will get to that. Man. We will get to that Oish. for sure. So let's move on here to the running backs. We've got uh, Saquon at five, Zeke at six. Uh, Antonio Gibson at 11, Miles Sanders at 19, and then a huge drop off here. Tony Pollard at 44, McKissick. Apparently, I didn't write down the ADP. Yeah, I think it was like, the um, <laughs> he literally just like looked at McKissick it. And was like, wait, I admit it. Um, anyway, nice. um, yeah, yeah, I did this like an hour before the show, and apparently, just forgot to write. I wrote his name down. 49. Uh, Boston Scott at 73, and then Devontae Booker at 80, just to get one backup from each team in there. Um, so starting off here, back with Dallas to start first. Can Zeke get back to the Zeke we all used to know and love and be the you know the true RB one every week that we love? Because last week was a or last year was a huge struggle, partially because Dak was hurt, but like again, we've mentioned this O line was was not great, and that's a that's a huge factor for Zeke. I've never so, liked Zeke, so I don't care. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't like, like him, but. I think he's fantastic talent. I like I you know like the guys that you just will never have in fantasy. He's one of those guys for me. I just can't I cannot bring myself to draft him. That's because you're a Giants fan. (laughs) I think that he'll do better. No, I think he'll do better. Like I don't think that he will play the way that he did last year. Um, But I also think that if Dak comes back and him and like CD end up linking up. We're going to see something where it's like the volume is going to just go to one direction there. Um, and Zeke, they're going to give him the ball because he's paid too much. I think that's why his volume right. is still going to be there is because he literally is getting paid too much money. But um, I'm going to have to see something out of Zeke for me not to believe that there wasn't any regression there. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the yards per carry drop pretty much every year um, in his career. And last year was the worst. I mean, he's still four, so still solid. Um, it's, you know, it's, and he still sees lots of targets, although the last couple of years that's, that's dropped off mm-hmm. too. Um, it's, Have it, we it'll ever be interesting seen to where see. Dallas has cared about money though. Jerry Jones <laughs> money. I mean, that's a point, like, but that's why they they're playing hard. He's literally like the little gun that they use at the end of nailed it, where they just shoot out the money like that. That's, that's him. It's so. like, how can I, how can I sell jerseys? Like that's how they decide how to draft people too. Like, it's like yeah. who is going to, how am I going to sell jerseys? <laughs> I will say this with, with Dak in what week did Dak get injured? Like week five, five or right? six. 
Yeah. Yeah. So with Dak in in the lineup, his fantasy Mm -hmm. points were 24, 16, 11, 12, and 22. Now there's Mm -hmm. points on, you know, point sevens, whatever. But so he was, you know, RB1, RB2 just about every week. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the quarterback change and the whole team fell apart. So like it's hard to, you know, really put a lot of stock into that. But I mean, he was solid, but like. You know, you get those eleven and twelve weeks, and you're going like, "What the hell?" Like, that's not. I drafted yeah. you the third overall pick, and like that wasn't it. So, those that does worry me because that receiving core is top notch, and you know the O line is not what it was, and that's that's my biggest worry with mm-hmm. him. And, and I am and I love Tony. I'll grab him. He's every solid. Day. I like his. He's 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 a good player. I'm so all that Memphis. I like all the guys that come out of there. Uh, I think that they produce really awesome running backs, and I like what he was doing last year, especially with. You know, they that offense to see the guys that did, I think it uh, says a lot, the guys that were able to still play very well with a downgrade in quarterback like they did. Like we still saw um, whatever quarterback was in some of these guys playing very well. And he was one of them where I think we got to see a little bit more where he could definitely uh, step into a role should he be asked to do that. Yeah, he he's a tough one. To, like he's kind of handcuffed only, in my opinion. So he's tough he's because, like, yeah. if you draft him and Zeke stays healthy, then Tony Pollard's kind of worthless, right? Uh, unless it's like a super deep league, or you you know you've got four flexes sure. or whatever it is. That that's it's hard to draft those kind of guys unless you own unless you mm-hmm. draft a Zeke, and then I'm all for it. Like you go a couple rounds early and make sure you get Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no he's gonna sit on your bench probably most weeks. Yeah, uh, assuming yeah. there's no injury, that that's the tough part with him. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he arguably played better than Zeke last year. Um, so I, I agree with you there. All right, let's yeah. move on to Washington. AJ. All right. So speaking of injuries, um, Gibson is he able to somehow manage to take the next step and show some hope and promise, or is he just going to be another injury? I'm ner- nervous about him in Dynasty to be honest. I'm not Dynasty in redraft, but I'm okay with Gibson otherwise. But I that toe thing, I really thought he was headed towards surgery. Like that was what I last season when he got injured, the way that the mechanism of that injury, I was like nearly convinced that he was going to surgery. And I was shocked that, that happened. Um, because normally, like not to get too into it, like I was shocked when Patrick Mahomes, they were just like, Oh, he's getting uh he's getting surgery, turf toe, this. In only like 12.8% of cases end up needing surgery. And it takes like months to make that decision. Um, and so it was really shocking to see Patrick Mahomes end up needing surgery quickly. So now that Gibson, this is like about the time frame, right? It's months later and he's coming back out and he's like, my toe is still bothering me. I'm still in rehab. That, yeah. that concerns me. I, it could very easily be where, and that could kill you. You know, it could be uh, where we don't see him for two weeks again. And even when he comes back, when he came back that next week, it was like around week 13, whatever it was, he had only eight points. or It was like eight point, whatever it was. He did not do well that week when he came back. So that's a lot yeah. to bet on if you do end up getting screwed for, you know, two to three to four weeks if he does have – and those are plaguing injuries. I mean, turf toe is a pain in the butt. <laughs> it makes me nervous. I love yeah. him, though. I think uh... – He's a solid per-touch guy. Like, it's mm-hmm. my, my – my concern with him is that I don't know if he's a workhorse guy. Like I don't know if he's a twenty touch, you know, between rushing and, and receiving guy a week, even sixteen to eighteen. Like I think he's on average, I think we're gonna see a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, we saw a lot of like thirteen carry and like one reception weeks. Like unless he scores, like you're not getting it 
there. Like, you know, unless you get that big play. Like, that's the thing. He did look, he did have some monster games. Um, yeah. But, like, again, the per touch is just phenomenal. I mean, his rushing average was 4.7. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he. He scored 11 touchdowns. I mean, that's just incredible yeah. off of 170 mm-hmm. attempts. It He is an insane talent. I just don't know if he's going to get enough work to carry where his ADP is right now. That's my that's my fear with him. But he's and, super and talented. Touchdowns are not a given year after year after year. You Absolutely cannot not. predict. Yeah, you're going to get 20 touchdowns every year. It's just not <laughs> happening. Um so say (laughs) i like i just don't i mean even 10 like double digit touchdowns in general it's just way too hard i mean look at look at bobby woods i mean that was his detriment last year he just did not get the touchdowns um and the year before that it was even the same so i don't know i mean i i love him i think he he's great and if the touchdowns can get back up, then he's going to be even more valuable. Gibson, I feel like to me as RB 11, I mean, that's, that's technically an RB one. I am not putting my RB one faith in Gibson at all. Uh, I'm barely putting my RB two into him. Um, I'm just I'm just off that train. It's tough, man, because like the back end. I will say this: I do have him RB nine right now, and it, but it's like there's like a, a mix. Like I literally could put all like five of these guys into a bucket and just like pick a name and be like, yeah, fine, you're you're RB nine. Uh, you know, it's right. Gibson, it's Eckler, it's Aaron Jones, and Nahaje Harris. Bleh. It's Dobbins, it's Swift, it's all these guys. Like there's like five or six guys there. They could all be nine to fifteen. I literally have no idea. Like, this is kind of like, okay, that's what it is today. Cool. I'll flip it around. Yeah. So I like Gibson because of, we know he's a talented guy. The per touch points are there. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, is the workload going to be there? And then, yeah, you throw in the, the, the toe injury and there's just another wrinkle that like, you know, yeah, you know, I could easily throw Eckler ahead of him. And then I'm still kind of like, on the fence with the rest of these guys because they all have their okay. you know their, their red flags. Yeah. They all do. That's the problem with a lot of these back end RB one type players. Um, so, but we're gonna draft them early. We're all just gonna hope that we got the right ones. So, right. I feel like him at ADP right. is very like I think that's appropriate as far as dynasty goes. In redraft, I'm probably going to wait. Like if he falls a little bit to me, then that's when I'm gonna go that direction. But yeah. I also when I play redraft, like. I would rather take like a little bit safer of an option because I don't want the headache of like, are you going to be out for four weeks? Like at some point in the in the season, just because I've been traumatized too many times with these guys, right? That's like ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, but I think that I definitely like him at, you know, ADP for dying small and um, it's just yeah. a little, it's a little scary. So let's go over to your New York Giants here. And we're talking Saquon. Obviously we mm-hmm. know he's going to start the season on the pup or whatever. Start the, He's going to be on the pop for Wait, now, what? but he's, he's okay. Um, I know we're, we're just, yeah. Um, anyway, we, um, like he's still being drafted very high. He's being drafted. Like he wasn't injured. Should he mm-hmm. be though? I mean, that was a really bad injury he had. Like, can he come back and mm-hmm. give us value at ADP of a running back five? 
How do I keep this like not that long? So, I don't <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, I can think just crack that open beer. we're good. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> definitely. You yeah. So you had me on. So just know, like that's this is a more than beer show. When you decide that I'm coming on the show, it's a, we're gonna be chatty. Um, that's so fine. I think Saquon Barkley. This is the thing with uh, the ACL. We are not in like BC 400. Like this is not the medicine has advanced very far and again you have the nfl the way that they have these players the way that they do their rehabs he did a prehab i don't know why i keep seeing that he tore his mcl he did not tear his mcl either i don't know why that keeps coming out as of recently like he he literally sprained his mcl it was never a tear i don't know where that's coming from um he de- he had a torn meniscus but it was only a partial they didn't have to do much in surgery from what it says i think that saquon could absolutely put in the work uh, to fulfill his ADP value. I think to fade him is silly because he is such a like strong athlete. You see what AD did, right? Like Adrian mm-hmm. Pearson came back in 2012 and that was his career high year. And then he went on to yeah. 2013 to put on his second career high year. I think when people doubt these players uh, and even Dalvin Cook, this is another, everyone like forgets that Dalvin Cook had, like injured himself and he came back and it was like nothing happened. Right. So I think they'll ease him in, but even a report came out by one of the giant supporters that I am a big fan of. And they're talking like they're going to ease him in front until like week four with 15 to 18 touches. Like that's not, that's, that's still are you kidding? Like that's workload. still a lot. Like yeah. even if he gets 10 touches, I think people forget what Saquon can do in 10 touches. He does not le- need a lot of touches, whereas some running backs do. They need that volume, but hmm. Saquon can get the job done. So you might, yes. Will you see maybe not as many points out of Saquon the first couple weeks, but will make up for it enough for you to still win? I think so. Um, because I think we're going to see him. This is all, you know, he got hurt week two. Uh, he had only played, that was just the, you know, the second of that season. They Daniel Jones and him have only started 11 games together. Yeah. Daniel Jones has only he played that, yeah. 27. It's crazy. So I, no I think that we haven't that seen is, what yeah. they can, it, he, they've only played 42% of his starts with each other. Like mm. that's, in, that's nothing, right? He has no idea what it's like to even have Saquon at the, on the field at this point. So I think that that is also like that having that familiar uh, face, having that familiar player that like you, you know, uh, I think it's gonna be good for, for both of them. So I'm not worried about Saquon. Is he probably going to disappoint people the first like a couple weeks? Maybe cause they're, I, but what's disappointing. It's cause you're expecting him to maybe get more than he should after an injury too. So I think you have to be ready for the, a little bit of disappointment in the beginning. I don't think it's going to happen, but Everyone else can. Uh, That's when you buy after a couple of weeks of disappointment. You go buy. Best point. Like, I'm telling absolutely. you, absolutely, I would it. be phenomenal. My only concern with Saquon is, mm-hmm. is I don't really think the injury is a big concern. Like we've seen guys come back from ACL tears time and time again now. Like that's not even a thing. It's not like the Achilles, which is tough to mm-hmm. come back from. Um, right. My only concern with him is the target share in the passing game. Now that they've added Galladay. Um, mm-hmm. is he going to get as many like dump offs that he was getting before? And, you know, cause I mean, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, he's a very talented runner. I, I the guy's phenomenal, but he, you know, 91 catches his rookie year was just insane. I mean, that was a, do I know why I think he'll be okay time. though? It's sure. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett doesn't know how to run a playbook. 
That's All easy right. for him, right? <laughs> using Saquon Barkley, that's easy. He doesn't need to think a lot sure. to use Saquon Barkley. You need to think way more to get the other guys involved in the game. <laughs> that's going to end up being more of his safety net. And you saw him do that in Ingram and Slayton. Those were kind yeah. of his safety nets. But they didn't work out for yeah, this offense. Those were horrible safety, safety nets. It's like, oh, great! Thank you so much for losing forty-six points for the team. Like, uh, don't Slayton. <laughs> I people that are drafting Slayton before Shepard, like, I that makes me sick. <laughs> but I really think that Saquon will be okay, even with like it's because Jason Garrett. He doesn't know how to run an offense. Like, so I feel like that is he's going to end bad. up going to. I was Saquon. shocked. <laughs> I almost. Lie. I I think I cried that day. I'm not even kidding. I probably cried. <laughs> Oh, man. So, All right, let's finish things up here with your Eagles, AJ. All right, let's talk about the better Penn State running back here. So, no. Wow. I'm kidding. That is not even even close. Absolute sarcastic lie. Uh, I mean, Sanders learned from the better running back, obviously. Uh, But nobody doubts Sanders has some talent. Uh, the workload probably going to be an issue, though. I mean, do you think he sees the workload that we hope he's going to see, or you know, and make him worth somebody that you actually want to target in drafts, or is he just dead to you like Zeke? <laughs> I want to be nice. I don't know how. You don't have to be. You don't have to. I, I, I'm, I'm never nice to AJ, so you don't have to be. And it's not that I don't like him. I just don't. <laughs> You know who I do like, if you want to talk about right, is Boston Scott. I think everyone just, yeah. like, decided he, he doesn't stay. ADP is 73. Yeah. I get it. He, like, has some it's really good. Value. He, he's, like, great value. Had, pheno- like, phenomenal weeks, too, where, like, you kind of saw these bursts of, wait a second, you can low-key be the team. Like, you're kind of showing me that there's something there. So, Boston Scott, like, I am all in on Boston Scott. I just think Miles Sanders, it just – it's not going to happen. Like I think Jalen Hurts too, having the rushing upside, having you know sometimes the passing issues that he does have. I think that ball is either going to Smith or he's running. Like I don't see much of this team. I obviously they're going to have to spread the ball a little bit more than that. But I don't know that Miles Sanders is going to have enough to uh, equate to his ADP. Yeah, his, I mean his ADP is it high? I mean he's going back at RB. Where is he going? Like, 19 RB 19 RB 19 like that I don't like I like it I just I I mean he burned me bad last year in multiple leagues I was all in on Miles Sanders and then the Eagles decided to suck be the Eagles and like not use Miles Sanders which made literally no sense I was like what the hell is going on but I mean when he touches the ball he's amazing like he's kind of like Gibson in that matter where like when he touches the ball like it it works. Keep giving the damn ball. Like he's he's borderline the end of round three. I mean, yeah, it's a it's it's, it's a tough a, one. I don't know. Like a good value, I guess. I I, I don't know. It I mean, depends his on what yards he's be, per carry is five point three last year. That's incredible. Like. <laughs> It's hard he to know what the so... Eagles are going to be, too. You know, right, like these yeah. teams, it's like, I don't know exactly like which direction it's going to go because there's so many question marks there. They have like half of a very, very old team and half of a young team. So it's like, I don't, I just don't know what's happening. And I hate the coaching staff that you guys have. I don't know yeah. what. They're just, they're too young and scary. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even. It, 
Yeah, I don't even it know is, how to it is say the coach's to, name. I, I'm, I, I'm is, okay with that. It is super tough to project Sanders, though, not going to lie, because Jalen Hurts, like, we just don't know with this offense, like, what's, what's it going to be? Like, you know, we saw the last few weeks, and he was fine, um, you know, but it wasn't out of this world good. Um, he had a great week, 14, 115 yards. Uh, I think he had, like, a monster big play uh, to get that. Two touchdowns. Yeah, probably. But, like, you know, it's – not a ton of passing work, and I don't know if anybody's expecting a ton of passing work out of Miles Sanders with Jalen Hurts there anyway, because I think there's going to be a lot of running from Jalen Hurts. And then it's a matter of how much does Jalen Hurts actually hurt Miles Sanders? So it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like you know how much the, does Boston Scott in the passing game that, hurt Miles that, Sanders? That too, you know. It, but it's the same it's the same uh, argument mean, that we all have with the Ravens, right? With Lamar Jackson and everybody likes Dobbins, but it's like how much is Lamar going to take away from Dobbins? And so you can have the same conversation with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. And and that's why I think his ADP is as low as it, as low as it is. If Wentz was still there, I think Miles Sanders would be a lot higher up uh, because you know you kind of predictable offense. You know what it's going to be. You know Miles Sanders is – he should be getting a lot more work than he is, but last year didn't – work out that way for some weird reason he was only getting like a dozen carries a week for some dumb reason um you know it is what it is but yeah i'm uh (laughs) yeah i i he's hard to trust too but again he's going in a in a territory of running backs right now where i'm just going like do i really like anybody else not really uh i'm trying to find the right tab because my i mean it's I have too many tabs up on my got computer dobbins is 15 swift is 16 carson 17 i love carson montgomery, David montgomery. 18 montgomery should not be going over sanders i don't think i think that's a little bit that's I, a little little too i would much agree with there. that i think i, I think I would, that's a little rude. with Tariq Cohen coming back this <laughs> year like now you're in yeah a, i get he's it not, he's having a hard time though coming back too, but would you take struggling. anybody that's going after sanders above him josh jacobs i don't think yes. so daryl henderson he finished rb8 there's no reason that josh jacobs no. is going as low as he is he's going like rb21 Kenyon drake though is gonna get a lot of work I was just. I, I know just we don't. Myself, like, why are we agreeing so much? Like, this is so <laughs> weird. I was waiting for it. I'm like, why are we all agreeing? Like, no one's getting like upset. By you. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I I think that's. I mean, Daryl Henderson's apparently. But now then Daryl Henderson. Twenty one. Yeah. That, okay. That, yeah, that, that was fast. Gaskin uh, um, is twenty two. Then we got I Mike Davis. It's crazy what like news Gaskin. will do to just lift these guys up. It's insane. I would take Gaskin. I would take Davis. I would take Kareem Hunt. Ooh, um, I'm not taking Hunt over Sanders. No. I would take Etn no, no, no. and Did uh, over oh, Henderson right now. You're, t- you're taking yes. Hunt over Sanders? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Daryl Henderson. Oh, I am. Oh, oh, no, oh over oh, Sanders. Oh, oh. oh, I thought you were I talking about you. taking Hunt over no, Sanders. I'm I like, just, hell no. <laughs> no, I would. Um, I would consider it. <laughs> that's interesting. I. Uh, it's because I like the Browns. I trust the Browns that they're going to be putting yeah, volume into those guys. So sure, yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. I don't like Hunt. Just disappointed massively last year. When he got. He the hurt your feelings. Time. That's okay. I didn't have him anywhere. I just I you know I played him a NFC bunch East of times. Where like I can't. I can't do it. I can't take Sanders. Yeah, it's it's tough with Sanders because like they just don't seem to trust him enough to give him as much work as they should. But anyway, let's move on here to the receivers, AJ. 
Receivers, we got uh, Salsa Jag McLaurin at number 12. We got Cooper at 13, C.D. Lamb at 14, Galladay 24. A little bit of a drop to Curtis Samuel at 39, Devonta at 40, uh, Gallup, oops, sorry, scanned out, uh, 45, uh, Rager 57, Sterling Shepard at 60, Slayton 69, Kadarius Tony at 89. Um, I don't see um, J-Jaw on here. Uh, I don't see... <laughs> do um, to see any of those guys? No. I mean, do you want me to go no. into the hundreds? <laughs> J.J. Ar- it was bad. Ortega white died. <laughs> All right. Let's start here with Dallas. I feel like, like the only person who pronounces his name the way that it's everybody else pronounces it would be Mike Mayock um, because that's just how he talks. So, I don't know. And I'm totally probably wrong. I, I just don't know how to say the guy's name. But, I don't know. It's Whiteside. Anyway. Uh, so, we're going to start here with looks. Dallas here. Um, this this receiving car is pretty loaded here in, in Dallas. And we saw how, how well they played last year with Dak. You know, So, now that Dak is returned and you know we think he's fully healthy um, – the question is, who is the wide receiver to own in this Dallas receiving core? Who are you grabbing I first? Ha- I think I'm against consensus here, but <clears throat> I really don't like the way uh, and Amari was placed on the list today, too, which I expected to happen. I don't like the way that he was having, he was struggling a little bit during OTs and mini camp, and I think that. If training camp doesn't go well um, and CD is there and he's the available guy, I think he's going to end up being the guy. So I'm more in on CD just because I don't like the way that Amari is dealing with the post-surgery with, you know, a very healthy CD lamb that can obviously handle the volume. It sounds a little bit like he might end up eating up those targets from him. But both are still, right? This is an offense and we like this, uh, this is my big thing. If it's going to be a productive offense, I'm, I have no problem drafting whoever you want. Like, you can draft both of them if you want, if you really, if that's your thing. Um, but I think that CD will end up having the better year. So, I know. AJ, I know. So, yeah. No, 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 no. You, I'm 100% <laughs> agreeable with you. So, this is my yearly Amari Cooper hate segment. Um, oh, he's good. the most... He is the most inconsistent, overrated player. He has like three good games every year, and it blows his overall stat line up. Like, it is incredible how inconsistent he is. On Dallas, that's why. It's because he's Bob Long, he did it it in Oakland, too. Uh, Bob Long, you know, does his consistency guide every year, and I always look at how Kamari did to be like, was I right? Oh, yeah, I was again every year. Uh, It's the same crap every year from him. Like, he'll have his three-touchdown game, another two-touchdown game, and then maybe one more. Good luck the rest of the year. Like, (laughs) I just don't like it, but he gets overdrafted. He's a he's an athletic specimen. I get it, and you know he he should be better than he is, though. It's just not. It just doesn't work for me. So, uh, he, he is I, consistently inconsistent. Yeah, uh, as, he went from weeks one, two, and three last year: eight, one, ten, eight, six. Like okay, that's pretty consistent. 
but not what you <laughs> not really want to get out of your probably wide receiver two, maybe a receiver one if you just in some cases total running back heavy. He's so he's so overrated. His like average points per game, like <laughs> of his so old, his entire wait, his entire career is thirteen point nine. It's bad. <laughs> he but he Shit. you have to like think about the all the outliers. <laughs> you got to think about all the outlier games he has. If you go through the week by week game log with him, he's got like forty point weeks, thirty seven point weeks. He's got yeah, these week massive four. weeks. You get rid of those, or even four. put those to like normal weeks. His per average, I guarantee, is below ten. It is terrible. You know what's what's consistent about his week four and week five scores last year? They both had the numbers two and one. Uh, week four was a twenty one point four, and week five was a two point one. To be fair, no that four. was five was so, the week that got hurt. So I will give him that. Okay, that was bad, fine. but whatever. Still, uh, but he but he does that all the time. Fast forward to three weeks later, where he had <laughs> one catch for uh, on five targets, and he got five yards. So thanks for yeah. that. Point five. Um, <laughs> you suck. And uh, after the bye week, CD do fine when Dak got hurt. Like I feel like he was he didn't. Did, was, yeah, was he, so he did. Yeah, yeah, he did all right. Um, I mean, he had three <laughs> double-digit games again, week 12, 13, 14. Um, I mean, you, you even go to not, back to twenty nineteen, right, where he was ugly. way more consistent than I thought he was going to be. He started out on fire, like nineteen, twelve, twenty-three. Yeah. Then seven, then thirty-four. There's that big outlier game, right? But then mm-hmm. comes back with a point eight. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> then thirteen, sixteen. Okay, good, fine. Then twenty-six, another kind of blow-up game again. He was way more consistent in twenty nineteen. That was without Ceedee Lamb. I like Ceedee Lamb so much more. I think Ceedee Lamb yeah. actually is just a more polished receiver than everybody uh, gave him credit for coming out of college. And I think That's true. I think I think he's the guy. Like he definitely pushed Gallup away, so it was him and Cooper. Yeah. But I think Lamb's the the more talented, explosive guy, and he's mm-hmm. the one that Dak should be trusting more than Cooper. But people are still reaching for for Cooper. Good, have fun with that, guys. The difference between <laughs> Cooper and CD Lamb in the rankings yeah. is that Mike Evans is between them. Um, I would take Mike Evans over Cooper, and I'm not a big Mike Evans fan either. Uh, but also inconsistent. It, it, that's actually <laughs> pretty injury. funny. I'm just, I'm looking at this now. It's it's Cooper, oh. Evans, C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin. So this uh, is interesting then, too. So then Julio Jones. Go ahead. So that's even it. like Amari Cooper finished what? Like wide receiver twenty five? Or no, that was uh, C.D. Lamb. Then Amari finished like fifteen probably or something. But I didn't realize that C.D. only had fourteen game starts. So it means two of those games were. Okay, so this is interesting. Amari Cooper is not. Why are people reading for Amari Cooper? That's my Amari Cooper what sucks. are you doing? Glad you're on our side, like, Steph. I love it. I've given. I tweet about this now, and I'm. I've brought somebody everything. else over to the Amari Cooper hate train. I love it. I have no Amari Cooper. All right, let's move on to the McLaurin right. talk here. We're also, Jack McLaurin here. <laughs> Can he return value with the addition of? Curtis Samuel. Yeah, ADP of wide receiver 12. I think Lauren's <laughs> at 12, yeah. that's he, He's great. 
But it's I, not I, they didn't just add Curtis Samuel. Like they also added Diami Brown. Like there is like other additions yeah. that are still there's you also Gibson's there. There's a lot of a lot of people. I think McLaurin will do very well. I mean, he's not going to finish outside the top 15. I think that'd be ridiculous unless something crazy happens where Fitz ends up out earlier. Because as everyone likes to say, he loves to air the ball out. So he's going to air the ball out and it's going to go to McLaurin. So I like McLaurin. But again, like I've seen him go way like you guys are like really all in like guns ho, like thinking this guy can uh, finish top five. I've, that's just not where I'm at with him. But I like him Ooh, around I his top five. Uh, oh, people are it's, taking him like way too high wow. in some of the drafts I've been in. I like, I like McLaurin high. a lot. Uh, I'll I keep love it brief. I, I I like him a lot. His uh he's a very talented receiver. I think with Fitz there, it's only gonna help. I mean, like, come on, he was he was producing with Tyler Haneke. Like, come on. Um, I I I, I think with with uh with Fitz there airing the ball out is gonna be a in my opinion, a pass-first offense. Um, we're going to see McLaurin do some some pretty special things this year. I do have sure. him like right at the ADP of wide receiver twelve in my ranking, so I'm all in yeah. on him. I think he's thirteen on mine. Like I'm not. It's not like I'm yeah. I mean, it's him, like right there. So yeah. I, um, <clears throat> moving on here to though to your Giants. So this is a wide receiver core that honestly, like, there's a lot of names that people recognize, but I don't know, like. To me, I think they're very undervalued, and it's probably because Daniel Jones was so bad last mm-hmm. year. Uh, but I mean, getting Galladay at twenty-four seems like a total steal to me, and even Shepard and Slayton at sixty and sixty-nine. Like th- these guys are talented receivers. Like, are they are they all undervalued? Like I'm thinking, or, or are they kind of right where you think they should be? It's funny because the the issue is everyone's like evaluating this like it should be on Daniel Jones. It's very much on Jason Garrett. I don't know that Daniel Jones is actually the issue here. Um, I need to see that Jason Garrett knows how to call something more than the Ingram reverse for me to believe. But I think, <laughs> first of all, Shep, I just got in the 24th round in drafts. Like he's wow. getting taken way. People are just deciding that. I don't know where the narrative, and this is the echo chamber with Slayton, is like, Slayton's getting written out of the playbook and I'll die on that hill. And I promise you that like he might be in the game a little bit. He's never going to have a volume, I think, next year to be fantasy relevant. You should be even considering him before Shepard. I think Shepard takes the role as the wide receiver too. Tony, with everything that's going on, I need to just see this dude get to training camp. Um, I- and I think Galladay is good value there because Galladay still has the upside. Like he could very easily finish much higher than you know wide receiver whatever he's going at. Yeah, it's wide receiver twenty four right now, which is a steal in my opinion. Like I, I want him everywhere if I'm getting in that late. And I got burned by him last year, um, pretty bad. I was all in on him after his monster <laughs> after his monster uh, twenty nineteen season. But you know he got injured, and you know so be it. So. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, what I I know why, and and I get it because I'm like the same way with Shepard and Slayton, Tony. It's like, who's gonna be where? Like with those three, they're all sort of like they can all do the same thing. It feels like, and so it's yeah. like who's who's the odd man out? And I think that's why you're seeing them go so low because nobody wants to pick the wrong one. 
Right, so. definitely. I'm, I, I, I've been saying it. There's like three giants that I'm in on as far as fantasy goes. I feel strongly. I was out on Daniel Jones last year. I think it's foolish to have believed that he was going to do well that next year. This year, I'm in on him. Uh, especially because if he's so low, Saquon I'm in on because it's Saquon Barkley, right? This is like, I don't know why he's going. And honestly, the next person is Kyle Rudolph. And the rest, I'm a little bit nervous about uh, because I don't know exactly how they're fitting into the playbook. Whereas the other three, I know they're going to be dominant and they're going to get targets. So uh, other than that, like I haven't been really drafting Galladay outside of best ball. Yeah, he he is a, a bit inconsistent. I will say that he's a, you know because he's got to catch that deep ball to to be able to to get it. But you know, we mentioned it. Jones is a good deep ball passer, so maybe yeah. there's something to that. Yeah, I I don't think Galladay really loses a whole lot going to to Jones over um, Stafford. I mean, shit. If anything, he gains what like 15 years of age. So you know, there's that at least. Um, Jones can at least get out and run the ball. I mean, he may fumble it occasionally, but like you said, he's too fast for his own good. So maybe that'll catch up with him in age uh, as well. So we saw Clayton struggle. Like he only had a 52.1% completion rate. And like, I feel like the way that Jason Garrett was somehow with his vanilla ass brain was able to, you know, I think he can use Galladay. If he played, if we plays Galladay, where Slayton did, we're looking at the Giants having a nine and whatever record. Like, there's a huge difference. Like, Slayton lot, like, really struggled last year. And for some reason, everyone's overlooking that. So, if Jason Garrett can just replace the two and Daniel Jones can air the ball up the way he was, but Slayton wasn't able to connect. And he's Slayton's not the best at contested catches. Like, I've never looked at his numbers, but at least I'm, from what I've watched, it doesn't seem like he's very good when it comes out of that. Galladay is so I, I see Galladay oh, yeah. having success. Yeah. Um. I just again I don't I just don't trust Jason Garrett. I'm Gary. <laughs> I, I hate him. Not a lot of people do. So yeah. All right. So Andrew, finish going from Philly. a recur- uh, receiver core full of names. We'll go to one that is not full of names. Um. This is the uh as I as I frequently refer to them as the Amoroso's bread factory. <laughs> Um, workers that just comes in and plays games. So clearly this is a disappointing receiver core and has been for many years uh, going Mm -hmm. all the way back to uh, Todd T-Rex arms, Pinkston. Um, Can anybody step up this season and somehow play like a receiver? Um, We're talking like Freddie Barnett or, uh, you know, Somebody <laughs> or, or T.O. even shit. I feel like I don't want to answer this question first. Mm. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll answer. Um, the answer is please. no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Devonta um, Smith, maybe, not, but I'm still yeah. sort of skeptical, skeptical about him. Um, I, I mean, I know there was a lot of chatter on Twitter, like about his size. That's going to matter. Like to be a wide receiver one in this league. Not fantasy wide receiver one, like the team's wide receiver one. You've got to be bigger than like like 155 pounds soaking wet. Like it's just it's not good. It doesn't bode well for you, um, in my opinion. So, <clears throat> like the guy sounds like he's a great route runner. He's got great hands. He's fast. I get it. Um, I just I don't know if that was the pick they they wanted to to 
to make there. Uh, it, it was the pick that they had to make. They did. Because I did. And I, Steph, have you seen the like video of the Giants fan who completely lost his mind? about that pick psychopath like uh, uh newsflash the giants were never picking him like this is the same thing that happened it, with daniel jones like do you not know your franchise idiots like it's, come on <laughs> it was oh, this guy was so it was so funny though. dead like, set it was that they were picking smith he's like not. oh he's fallen all right we're good and then like it's like 20 minutes of him just happy about this and then all of a sudden he's like what the wait a minute wait a minute where did dallas come what the fuck what the hell goddamn eagles and he loses his shit i have to find the clip and i'll send it to you it's hilarious it's like literally psychotic actually uh i think that also the thing is with the defense being the way like i think that they're obviously a weaker defense um and i think they're another maybe not as much depth there but i start getting concerned if it's going to be like we're trying to give smith the ball nonstop. Hopefully he stays healthy because you're expecting a lot out of a rookie to come in um, yeah. and get all the volume there. That makes that part definitely makes me nervous because again, um, the Giants' defense, what everyone wants to say, is still a fantastic defense. Uh, Washington's defense, great, and they face still a lot of hard defenses. So he's going to have yeah. to stay healthy too. So you have to protect this guy, and I hope that they don't uh, risk that. I love Devonte Smith. Um, I just, I oh God, the other receivers though. I'm not uh, Rager. I'm not. I'm. I don't even know if I can have the conversation about it because I like everyone. Like I, thinking he's going to come back. I'm like, I guys. They the I I <laughs> again have been on record as saying numerous times how all they did was show draft video of Justin Jefferson when the Eagles were drafting, and then oh the gosh. next thing you know, it's like, oh, wait, no, it's this other guy that wears a purple-ish jersey. When we were doing the draft show, I was like, this has yeah. got to be Justin Jefferson. We, we were all like, this is Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's right. I and then they drafted Rager, like, and we were like, what? <laughs> I was like, I guess he's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, gotta, I was trying to make I you feel better. Go, I was like, oh, sure. You know, hang myself in my basement. I don't know what just oh, happened man. here. Like, uh <laughs> It, it was bad. It was yeah. absurd. Like, they literally showed Justin Jefferson on the phone. It was like, hard. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, thanks. Not... Thanks, Because everybody thought it was him, and it should have been. And we obviously see how good he was. But, yeah. I don't know. Right. I, I'm and not they had in on a this lot of receiving. confidence, and then they took Smith. Like, that's how you know. And a team does that, and then they go the next year, Whoops. and they take Smith. Like, that's a, not, it's a that's slap right in the face. How yeah, how, yeah. Here you go. So, yeah, I don't think anybody's really excited about this receiving core, even Devonta Smith, unfortunately. And, you know, it's not really not totally on Smith. I, I just, I again, I'm not on, I'm on record to say I'm not really saying that he's thinking he's going to be a true, like, A wide receiver for a team. Um, but I also think it's just going to come down to this is going to be a very run had to be offense, especially with Jalen Hurts at under center. So, Finishing up here with the tight ends, your favorite position, Steph. Uh, Dallas Goddard at 7, Logan Thomas at 9, Evan Ingram at 15, Blake Jarrett at 19, Zach Ertz at 25, (laughs) Kyle Rudolph at 34, and then Dalton Schultz at 36. So, AJ, you've got the floor. Uh, I I mean, we could just quick fire this one, honestly. I mean, with Dak returning, should we or can we even rely on Darwin or Schultz? 
Uh, Jarwin, sorry. Yeah, why did you write Darwin? What the? Fuck I don't know. He's like, got like um, a the D and the J guys, are not next know? to each other. I don't know why. No, I did that. they are. They're nope, not. I literally Hulk wrote Hulk. Darwin. Yep. Nope. Hey, you got. Uh, can we rely on Darwin to just make Schultz something? Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh, God. Don't worry no, about it. I no. Just, Why have to call I like me Jarwin out, over him, though, I think. Like, I'm not, like, I think that Jarwin yeah. is the better talent at the end of the day. He also seems like he's doing phenomenal coming off of his injury. Like, I think he's going to be just fine. Um, it's just, I'm having a hard time imagining this team getting a tight end super involved is my thing. Uh, but I think that if it does come down to that and they do get one of them involved, I imagine that that will be Jarwin. I always like they're not really the team that I'm imagining the team being super involved because I think that that'll be better for his recovery. So maybe they'll take it easy and then you see him getting a little bit more involved by like week four. The same kind of thing that you might see out of state, whatever. All these guys are coming off injuries. Um, but I don't, you know, I wasn't never really a big Schultz. Hurt. I just am not a huge fan is all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm having, for some reason, the site that I'm using isn't like, pulling up either one of them for some stupid reason uh i had i had some stats reading about well, <laughs> one of them actually did pretty damn well with with dak there so i felt like i wanted to talk about that but we'll just move on um yeah. washington football team uh so logan thomas was like the breakout tight end probably the breakout player of the year last year mm-hmm. like came out of nowhere it felt like and you know it was a phenomenal tight end for Washington. Can he continue this breakout and, and keep keep this going this season with, with Fitz there? I think that he's going to get less targets. I don't care. Everyone can say, I don't care with the Rivera, with Olsen, whatever, this little equation that everyone's coming up with, finding like any kind of relation that you can. I don't see how he keeps up with that number of targets with this many people on the team. That's not to say that he is going to be bad next year. I think he will still be a good tight end. I don't think that he's going to continue to see the kind of production and the kind of points for fantasy that we saw last year is all. I just don't, I don't know how it's possible. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, at 110 targets last year, it was third most for tight ends. He's not mm-hmm. gonna get that again. I totally agree with you. Um, he, again, though, not again though. He he did only catch seventy two of them. So like maybe he catches more of less targets, and so like kind of equals okay. out. But um, I also just and I don't have the historical data. This is just like my gut feeling. I feel like Fitz never really targets his tight ends. Um, so like there is something to that. Like you can draw plays for your tight end all you want. The quarterback still has to throw in the damn ball. And if Fitz doesn't want to, he's not going to, cause that's what Fitz does. <laughs> he's, he's just, yeah. he's just going to do what he wants to do. So I still think he's, he's fine though. He's going, you know what? Tight end nine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that's you're, you're, you're going to yeah. get, you're going to get fairly product, you know, fairly heavy workload for a tight end at the, back end of you know your tight you're probably the only tight end you're going to draft in normal leagues so i think that's perfectly fine for me there yeah Um, yeah i'm good with that there um on to your favorite evan ingram had a bit of the dropsies last year a bit a a bit so uh i'm being nice um i mean is there any any hope at all 
that he somehow returns to form, I, I guess we can call it that, uh, as long as he's healthy. I'm seeing him ranked way too high. Like, <sighs> if people seriously think that he's going to finish, like, tight end eight, you have you need to go to therapy. Like, there's a, that's a, a genuine issue that's a problem. I don't know tight if it's either eight. of you guys. It's too high, right? There? You guys agree with me, right? Oh, people think he's gonna have the like comeback year because he's gonna decrease. Let me just let's just quickly go through this. Uh, Evan Ingram had 109 <clears throat> targets. He had one receiving touchdown. One, <laughs> not two. Not oh wait, come on, one. Daniel Jones only threw 11 total, so that's not totally matter. on Ingram. Yes, and it is. He had 11 of them went to Everybody he else. <laughs> He had a he had eleven drops. He had, was yeah, the most but, targeted player on this team. He uh, lost multiple games for the, yeah, Evan Ingram. Did not play well. Two percent drop rate. That is abysmal. The only yeah. the only player higher. By the way, everybody who loves T.J. Hawkinson, the only player that had a more higher percentage drop rate, T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, I yeah. think that Evan Ingram. He'll play better, right? And someone asked me, yeah, like, what he's will put him be back in he my – He's going to be better for sure because he's going to get less pressure, less – it's will put him back in good graces. Uh, he'll get half the amount of drops. We're looking at about five, uh, that, which is hard. It's still bad. Um, and then uh, you will get at least double to triple the amount of touchdowns. So we're looking at three touchdowns there. We're not asking did, for a lot. He did have, like, the fourth most contested catches – Granted, he only mm, caught four big, of them. He only right. caught four of them, though. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. not good. And he had okay. 11 drops. He lost yeah. the team 35 points. 35 points? That's bad. That's the yeah. difference. You know the record, the difference of record if Ingram is not on the field last year? Like, it's crazy. But I think he will do better. Less pressure, less targets. Historically, oh, he does man. better that way. That's fine. But you have Jason Garrett. Again, it all comes down to this guy. He was obsessed with Jason Witten. And he tried to treat Ingram like that. Ingram was expected to do too much. Like they thought Ingram was like running back one, wide receiver one, tight end one, everything you could imagine was getting like put on his plate. But uh, he has, I don't know if even better comp at this point. They're very similar players as far as the red zone goes, as far as how, what Jason Garrett likes, the way he likes to run his offense. So I think we see Rudolph having a lot. He's, I think he's going to touch the ball a lot more than people think. Yeah. I, I think the big red flag for Ingram was that Rudolph signing. Like Rudolph's not not what he was, but he is a huge mm-hmm. red zone threat. He's good yeah, down there, and that's gonna consistent. matter big time. So like, and wait, when you hear the best part, healthy. this is my favorite. Sure, so hundred nine to one receiving touchdown. Right, that's what Ingram had. You wanna know how many uh, Rudolph had to do the same exact thing? Thirty four. <laughs> yeah. Bro, like uh, come yeah. on with that. It might be thirty six. Still, it doesn't matter. It's in the thirties. Uh, so. It, it, I think that we're going to see Rudolph involved. Yeah. I think he's going to be one of those. Like, like, you want to talk about a sleeper? That's an actual sleeper. Because you get him. He's on weight. I picked him up off weight. 34 ADP. He's nothing right now. (laughs) He is a safety net. That's that's the definition of a safety net. I'm not really buying in on any of these guys. Like, I don't want anything to do with Ingram. Okay. Like, I, I get, like, in Scott Fish. I don't Fish, want like, team in my team. I get, like, Scott Fish, you know, if he's your second tight end. But I saw people taking him as their first tight end, like, reaching for him because they just oh. I get it. Like, they were expecting his best. For Rudolph? Like, no, Ingram. Ingram. And I was oh like. Oh, my God. I almost, had, I almost passed. And I, was I like, had Ingram what? last year. That's also part of what sank my team. Hmm. 
great. All right, let's finish up here with the Eagles. And surprisingly, Zach Ertz is still an Eagle. Uh, we all thought he was going to get traded by now. Uh, probably should have. But with him there, like, I mean, look, everybody's putting Goddard really high, ADP 7. Uh, I have seen him go way earlier than that even. Should we have this much faith in in Goddard knowing that Zach Ertz is still around? So, like, I, I mean, if he's on this roster, like, I don't really know what to think of this tight end crew. I mean, you would know the Eagles better. I think a lot of times, the thing with AJ these knows teams, nothing. though. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> does, anyone in the NFC, does anyone in the NFC East know anything, though? Do we know anything? Like, no. Absolutely, no. Absolutely not. But I think the problem is people get obsessed. Like, as far as, like, you know, playing fantasy goes, you get obsessed with the player because of the talent yes. that's there, and they would do it in certain games. Mm. But, like, you can't look outside of that where, like, there's a lot of other factors that have to go right. Like, Goddard, yes. If in a perfect world, could could that be, like, cool? For sure. But there's a lot of issues over there. Like, the Eagles mm. are just not – they're just rebuilding. They're just in a spot where I don't even know how they're going to run their offense because you have a whole new team. Uh, you have Hurts who's going to have to step up. And I, it, I, I'm just buying it. I don't like things like that. You make me. I'm just stressed out. Maybe it just no. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I, passing out. I, okay. I can't. I can't jump in on the Gatto train right now just because Ertz is still there and yeah. and again Hurts is you know the quarterback. So it's tough. AJ, you got any I, anything I to would, help me feel better about this guy? Like I can't do it. I mean, again, he's had some good games, uh, but. It's just not consistent enough. I mean, Ertz um, out targets him every single year. Yeah, <laughs> like even when Ertz why is it got, sucks, why is it he, he sucked last year. He still got out targeted. He still out targets him. He's he way totally better him. in the targets. No, he didn't. And, catch and granted, more passes, him and but... him and Wentz had a great yes. chemistry, a uh, great connection. When Ertz was injured, you know. He uh, Wentz fell to Goddard and said, "Hey, okay, well, you're now going to be my guy because our receivers suck ass. So I need to throw to somebody who's dependable. Um, You can be that guy, and and he did, and he stepped up and he played well. Um, But I just think between the two, it's such a a huge disparity with Goddard being seven. And Ertz being twenty five, is it Goddard or Goddard? I don't know. Why do I always it's, think it was Goddard? I think I it know. is Goddard. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. Even, I don't I worry about Pollard, how to pronounce Pollard, the names. I don't. <laughs> Dallas. Like, I don't. I butcher names about, all the time. But the best part about Dallas Goddard, Goddard, whatever the fuck you want to call him, is Gogurt. <laughs> yeah, nice. Gogurt. Gogurt. <laughs> my my kids like that. Gogurt Mc. Huge shoes. I'm, gonna, I'm making the, a the very fact, funny meme right now. I will say this: David oh, Akers came out during the NFL draft that was held in Dallas. Oh yeah, and said, "Oh, by the way, we're taking a guy named Dallas right ahead of the Cowboys. Well, that was who the wanted part. this guy. Yeah, suck it." Dallas. By the way, I will say this about uh that was phenomenal. I mean that that was the best part of I will say this about about uh, Hertz. I'm looking at the last three weeks of the season. 
Um, Ertz was targeted seven, seven, and six, and I believe. Um, blah, blah, blah. I should have just yogurt. opened these up. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, damn it! Where is he? Goddard was <sighs> go. Sorry, uh, was targeted six, eight, and then three. So he likes throwing to his tight ends, apparently. So that's good. Although they had like zero receivers at that point. I mean, they were playing the, the bread receivers. So. They're playing the milkman from Amorosos so. at that so, point. I yeah, mean, they, it, it they was might bad. as well. But hey, like, that's at least maybe a positive sign for these guys to be able to really perform. Big but rats that they found in Baltimore. They didn't do anything and put with jerseys on. I will so, say hey. they didn't really do anything with those targets. So like, nope. At least the targets were there, though. I, I I do want to mention one more thing. I just saw in the in the private chat here. Jeff said um, the qualified quarterback with the lowest percentage of throws to a tight end is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So my concern about Logan Thomas is dead on. So oh, thank you, Jeff, I'm for so that happy fact. That I knew that because now <laughs> I better because someone was arguing with me that there's no way that he gets decreased. Tar- People are projecting him to have more targets than last year, and I think that's foolish. oh hell like, no 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 especially with Curtis Samuel there no, no way no. especially with Curtis yeah, Samuel no. there. If yeah. anything, Samuel God. hurts Thomas's value way more than he hurts McLaurin's. Yeah. Um yeah, it's more, a, it's a pro, more it's a, target. Like use it's, your it's brain. a pro, like, it's, it's a not... pro football, it's a pro football um, focus uh, article that that he just that he just linked to. So uh, yeah, give them credit for that. I, I kind of figured it's a PFF article. Yeah, <laughs> that's their kind of stat. No, so no yeah, I, I I like it was just one of those things where like I'm of all the times I've watched Fitzpatrick play. I really can't remember him like targeting the tight end heavily. I didn't have the data to back it up, but thanks Jeff for, for picking that one up. But anyway, that is it for the show Steph. I want to thank you for coming on. It was a great time. Uh, love bashing all the NFC East teams. Uh, <laughs> before we let you go though, uh, remind everybody where they can find your stuff. Sure. So you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie smells at three L's. Um, Jared Brady's three L's just to clarify. I feel like I need to make that very obvious that that's why there's three L's, but all my stuff is with FTN, uh, everything I'm doing over there. My podcast just came out off topic, uh, nice. pretty, uh, funny podcast. It went a little bit longer with Adam Rink from NFL network and then small talk that I do with bets over there. Um, and I just joined Bets TV, so a bunch of stuff going on. So uh, everything oh, I awesome. do is on my on my Twitter. But this was a blast. Thank you so much for having, having me on. We'll have to do it again uh, sometime during the season. Absolutely. Yeah, I had a great time for sure. So uh, have a good night, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely do it again. Yeah. All right, Cheers, guys. thanks. Alrighty, AJ. Uh, any parting words about the NFC East? No. Nah. B. B. Doc. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, wrong wrong end. Fucking camera. <laughs> B doc, and then B doc. Yeah, I got the uh, you know my my Baskin Robin helmets, which apparently I thought I had way more of them, but I only have like one or two per division. Apparently, uh, I got the old school because they're, yeah, the they're, they're from the freaking nineties. No, they're from the freaking nineties. I don't know whatever. But I this like is that the Eagles old, the old school better. Eagles, man. I thought you'd like that one yeah, for sure. Definitely old go. school help. Eagles That's helmet. Good. That's uh, good I helmet. thought you would like that one for sure. I had the old school uh, Denver one last week and forgot to point it out, man. With like the D with the horse running through it, forgot mm-hmm. to point it out. No one called me out, by the way. 
uh, when I had the uh, the old school Oilers. By the way, I put that one up there for the Titans. Yeah, Oilers, nice. Yeah, Good. I put the Oilers one up because obviously the Titans weren't a team back then. So uh, I put the yeah. put the Oilers one up in their place. But uh, yeah, I realized just just now when I was like filtering through them, uh, the only division I have all of them is coming up the NFC West for some weird reason. That's the only division I have all of them on. Like. No idea why. You're a closet fan. That's okay. I, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's just whatever ice cream helmet they had at the time. So we got it. So anyway, uh, yeah, my only final words on this division is like, it's weird. Like the teams suck. Like, right. Like we can all agree. These teams kind of suck. The, there's lots of fantasy talent though. Like it's, it's one of those divisions where we're going to see guys go high because they've got talent mainly because the defenses suck and so they're going to be passing and running a lot so that helps um so that's all we got yeah. uh next week we are talking the nfc north and we're having uh anthony servino on uh as a, as a guest here so that'll be a good time love having him on and um i think that's it good night folks see y'all next week